0: Greetings and welcome to the Golf Betting System podcast 148. This is our 2021 Farmers Insurance Open and Dubai Desert Classic episode. Paul Williams joins me, Steve Bamford, to discuss this week's European and PGA Tour action. Good morning, Paul. Good morning, Steve. How are you doing? Oh, we're okay. We're doing Good. all right. Good. And Making his 2021 debut and back as ever. By popular demand is the one and only Barry O'Hanrahan. Good morning, Barry. It's great to have you back.
1: Good morning, guys. Good morning, uh, listeners as well. It's good to be back. Um, I don't think we can say it's an as-everything, it's, uh, as, uh, as work allows me to jump off for a while to record, but uh, it is particularly cheery to be back today, actually. You know, crappy January, so uh, it's nice to be back and have a chat about the golf and uh, looking at some sunnier uh, places in the world.
2: Mm. Well, a lot of people
1: matter? say yeah, a lot of people say this is
0: the this is the week, isn't it, where it all starts. You've got two great tournaments, either side, and you know, big players. So yeah, it's a good week to come back. Uh this podcast is for listeners of 18 and above. Please be gambler aware. You can visit begamblerware.org for more info. And of course, please bet responsibly. Visit our world famous golf betting system website with our in-depth betting previews. Massive of tournament statistics and our predictor models, all available completely free of charge with no paywall. Please subscribe to this podcast and drive the popularity of the show. We are on social media. Barry is at a good talk golf on Twitter. Paul is at golf betting, and I am at Bamford Golf. You can join our golf betting system Facebook group. The link is available in the description box. There's a steady flow of new. New entrance to our Facebook group, Paul, isn't there? Indeed, yeah. Yeah, Yeah,
2: it's very regular. So, if you're on Facebook, pop along and uh, join in the fun.
0: Once we fish out the scammers, there's uh, there's a few (laughs) genuines in there. Uh, Look out for the Steve Bamford Golf YouTube channel where I present the Golf Betting Show every week. I've just recorded this week's Farmers Insurance Open show. I'll be putting that up after the podcast later today. And... Please take time to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. People don't realise how important the five star reviews are on Apple Podcasts. Um, absolutely vital. Um, we've got uh, two nice reviews to read through here. I'll quickly read through these. Please keep continue to uh, to actually send us these five star reviews. In fact, if you're in America, I think there's an opportunity where you could become the one hundredth review. I mean that is a milestone in itself. So if you're over in the states and you've got spared thirty seconds, a five-star review on Apple Podcasts would be much appreciated. Leave your name and where you're at in the uh, in the actual review, and I'll read that out as well. Right, first one, first class insight, five stars. Following the website and now listening to podcast, fantastic detail. The tips are very good. Nearly always get a run for your money and plenty of winners too. But even if you prefer to make your own opinion, the knowledge these guys share free of charge is immense. And that's from David Wilson in Gibraltar, the water in Gibraltar. Very nice. And second, uh, this one's quite short and sweet. Great show, five stars, well presented and all tips. I like this guy. Well presented and all tips backed up with strong statistical information. And that is from Travesty104, and he's in Australia.
2: Fantastic. Well, thanks to both of you for your feedback and reviews. always nice to hear. Yeah,
1: the it's reviews crazy. are around the world. This is, this is, is it,
0: Barry. It's exactly what I was about to say. It's crazy when you go through the, the management software of just where people listen to this podcast. You know, Arkansas, um, I don't know, Alaska, China, Australia. It's just craziness. Absolute craziness. The power of the internet. Right, let's talk about last week. I, uh, mate, I felt for you, Paul, with Tommy Fleetwood. I really, I really did feel for you for Tommy Fleetwood. Uh, yeah,
2: he the, was, he was the, writing the, in the he was writing
0: the mix even on the turn Sunday, was not he? Yeah,
2: he was. Yeah, yeah. I, horrible start, didn't he? Um, no. There was a much made of the uh, the draw before the event, and uh, yep. it looked like it was going to be particularly weighted towards that kind of early late getting the uh, getting the right end of it it didn't really pan out that way because it did even itself out to a degree as the tournament went through but Fleetwood certainly suffered didn't he for the first nine holes or so that he he played before they went out or before they came in on Thursday three over sorted himself out got himself right back in the mix and he was shared for the lead at uh, various points and in uh, with a decent chance coming into the final nine on Sunday and then Shot another three over for the final nine. So he started with three over, ended with three over. And the, the bits in between were really good. But um, that's not going to work when you've got someone like Tyrrell Hatton, who, um, when he gets the bit between his teeth in these Rolex Series events, he's just unstoppable, isn't he? Mm. He does like a Rolex win. That's his four from the trot now. So his last four European Tour wins have all been Rolex Series wins of some description. Up to fifth in the world as well, which tells you how well he's been playing over the last 12, 18 months or so. Very good player nowadays, Terrell. Shame he couldn't do it at the earth course when I backed him the previous time, but uh, that's, uh, that's the way this game goes, isn't it?
1: I think he wins this week. Do you reckon? Yeah, he's swinging well. You know, another, a week of the new clubs, you know bedded in. It it looks I just saw Richie Ramsey post on Twitter like the, the rough looks pretty juicy this week. So I think there's a lot of like T to green, you know, bias and accuracy required and there's no no better man than Tommy Fleetwood to, to be knocking those off hole by hole. So I feel like he's got a good chance. He'll be a bit disappointed with last week too. Bit of motivation.
2: It's surprising actually because we've seen a lot of times with Tommy, Tommy Tommy's not always the fastest of starters for an, for an event and We've In recent time, we've seen him get into a position where he has been kind of languishing after the first day, get himself back into the mix and then put some kind of um, outstanding final round together. And he's done that a few times, not necessarily one every time, but we've seen a lot of low final 18 holes from him. So the fact that he was sitting there, you know, just in the slipstream going into Sunday, I was really quite comfortable with that position, particularly seen as we'd seen in the past that Rory... Uh, whilst he's got a lot of strong finishes in Abu Dhabi, he hasn't really well, he hasn't converted those chances. So you're kind of looking at either Hatton or um, Fleetwood as being the, the the most likely to come through and actually take the title. And yeah, I, I was quite quite uh, looking forward to Sunday until it uh, transpired. But uh, yeah, that's the way it goes, isn't it? Uh,
1: the the McIlroy top ten tactic is not not super efficient for getting wins. You know, you're just. You're fighting so hard to get back in contention. Mm. By the time you got there, you may have just spent that extra few percent too much mental energy to get there, to get back up with the pack. It's almost like uh, chasing the peloton and cycling, you know, you just or, or chasing a leader down and cycling. You work so hard to catch them and you have nothing left in the tank to pass them out and get the win. Yeah,
2: yeah. No, but, was, uh, uh, you know, other than the result, it was uh, an enjoyable event, really. good. Uh, you know, lots of... Toing and throwing, and you know, Hatton was yeah. way ahead at one point, wasn't he? And got reeled back in. So, yeah, an exciting event to kick off the European tour
0: over in the States. We missed out on Siwoo Kim at 66 to 1 with Unibet.
1: Devastated. Mm. <laughs> Why Pete Dye Bermuda? They it, it, like it might be an auto bet now. Siwoo, oh,
0: yeah. oh, last last year, as you know, through the fall, every Bermuda track I was putting Siwoo Kim up, yeah.
1: So there you go. Um, he looked. He looked really good. The swing looked fantastic. I mean, well, he's work, and, He's working with Claude yeah, Harmon now. I yeah. mean, it really looked good. You know, a few ropey ones came in there, when you know, they weren't exactly perfect. But that's going to happen when you're working on something new. And I mean, dare I say it? Actually, looked like reasonably solid with the putter in his hand. You know, for for somebody who like absolutely broke our hearts. Uh, over the, the years with the putter, um, this was pretty damn good. It might be a yeah. uh, he, he might have
0: leveled up. Well, he's also he's going to come into a string of events that are all featuring Bermuda grass, isn't he? Across Florida, mm-hmm. and the, you know, and the Players Championship <laughs> that yeah. that's that's just over the horizon, isn't it? In uh, March. Yeah.
2: And was an impre- it was Winner- an impressive Bell, final day in the end, wasn't it? Because you know, with someone like Patrick Cantlay, who's just Motoring mm-hmm. through the, through the field yeah. and uh, oh
0: gotcha yeah. you
2: know scoring the way he was it, you know you'd ex- you, in the past you may have expected someone like seawick Kim to have uh, to have just relented at that point and, and let uh, can they come through and win the tournament but um, but no mm-hmm. it uh, showed a new level of resolve and yeah he had a couple of breaks didn't he? but you know I think everyone needs those at various points to win a, win a tournament and uh, got over the line. Well done am for I those see- who backed him. There were plenty of work. There were plenty, of there plenty of on him by, by the looks
0: I, of uh, I, social media. Am I seeing this right? There's only six automatic qualifiers for Team America in the Ryder Cup. Because at the moment, the, the six spots, if that's correct, are DJ, Bryson, Justin Thomas, Colin Morikawa, Brooks Kepka, and Xander Schofield.
2: Well, the six... Uh, I've not looked
0: at the structure this year, I must say. for It right. looks like... Uh, I'm looking at Noz Ferratu on Twitter, who seems to be the gospel of everything from a projection and OWGR thing. Um, he's saying six automatic qualifiers for Team USA and nine automatic spots for Team Europe. Mm. Well, so picks. at the moment, you've got Webb Simpson, Harris English and Patrick Cantlay, seven through nine, the closest to the top six for Team America. All I'm suggesting is for someone like a Patrick Candley, for players outside of that top six, you know, and we, we were talking off Mike Paul about Team Europe and the likes of Henrik Stenson, Ian Poulter, yeah. Sergio Garcia, some big, big Paul Casey, big names that are way outside qualification right now. I would, you know, Francesco Molinari, I would not be surprised to see these names percolating at the top of leaderboards quickly. Well,
2: absolutely. You know, it's kicked off again. There was this pause while um, everything kind of got reset. Well, it didn't get reset, but got paused um, due to the mm. uh, pandemic. And now it's all started again. And, you know, clearly last week would have been a big, uh, big win, was a big win for Tyrrell. Um, that, um, well, you know, if it doesn't rubber stamp his position in the team, I'd, I'd be massively surprised. I'm sure it will. Um, and uh, yeah there's going to be lots of to and froing over the over the next 9 mon- months or so as the uh, as the positions get uh, get sorted out all the way up to Wentworth I think is the final event this year and
0: then, uh... you got t- you got tiger with his back issues you've got yeah. you know you've got grandad phil now that really is struggling at the top level in terms of his golf you know, it'd be interesting to see with the Ryder Cup what they're going to do with the the Tiger Phil situation. You can't see Phil getting another a run at it, um, but Tiger, if he's fit and playing, you'd thought he'd get a captain's pick. So you've got a, you know, for these top Americans now, they've they've got to start delivering. You know the Simpsons, the 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 Cantlays um, players outside Brooks Kepka, of course, Matthew Wolf, Patrick Reed. There's some big names, and of course T four Tony outside of those top six qualifying spots if that's correct yeah. so it's just worth keeping an eye on I, I use a lot of this just to kind of target players um last week um I was kicking myself the whole way through that I was writing the Max Homer tip I was about a paragraph and a half in at like 11 30 Monday night and decided to scrap it and put Cameron Champ in and that made my that made my weekend a complete and utter misery I was a real grumpy sod with him leading and sort of shooting like incredible eight, ten birdies around. And then of course on Sunday, I th- the first time I look at the PGA Tour app, I haven't looked at it for about two hours of play. And I just open her up and all of a sudden I'm seeing Michael Thompson in second place. I'm like, what's what going on? What's going on here?
2: was absolutely flying. I said
0: to I said to the missus that we might actually get an each way spot here at 125 to one. And of course I then switched the phone off hour later look back just as he's tripled triple bogeyed <laughs> the par three yeah. and at that stage mate I was on my knees in the, on the on the uh, lounge carpet what do I need to do <laughs> he actually managed to get he actually managed to get a top eight spotters that's quite a hard I didn't really realize until this year that 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 last five the last five holes take the par five away that's probably the hardest part of the whole course there at PGA West on that stadium course, mm. and there were triples and doubles the whole week, weren't there? Some, yeah. That was, was the thing. That was the thing with Michael Thompson who landed that each way spot. He hit no bogeys for seventy two holes, but he hit a double and a triple. Mm. I don't think I've ever rec- can recall that someone that I'm backed no, going no I'm bogeys, right. double, triple.
2: No, he did well. Yeah, to be honest, I thought he was probably a shot or two shy, shy of making of the um, at yeah. making the places. So uh, it was a it was a, a welcome uh, you know finish. Oh and, mate, and, uh, I'll take that, that extra... the Bob
0: Hope Bob Hope lottery every year of the uh, of the uh, tipping. Every year, I take a profit at the Bob Hope lottery. It's a nightmare. <laughs> Should we talk? I know Barry's Short on time. Should we talk Farmers Insurance Open? Yeah, go for it. Um, I don't. I wouldn't have thought many listeners will need much of an introduction. It, it, this is the first uh, tournament that they play um, at one of the real classical golf courses of the year, Torrey Pines. They play it across both South and North courses. The South course is the one that we all know. It hosts, intriguingly, the 2021 20, US Open this year. Um, it's been renovated by uh, none other than the... Uh, the major championship doctor, Reese Jones, recently. And he, guess what? He added a bit of length. So it's now 7,765 yards.
2: That is brutal. Man.
0: You know, and there's about, you know, at sea level, effectively. <laughs> it's just, it's crazy length.
1: It's uh, other a 82. Like, come on.
0: <laughs> it's
1: so long.
0: <laughs> um, the shortest par five is 560 yards. They also play the Torrey Pines North course, one of two rounds, either Thursday, Friday. That's a Tom Weisskopf redesign. Uh, bigger greens, bent grass greens. Uh, the scoring on there is always far lower. So, you, you know, shoot yourself a minimum 68, 67 around the North course and hold on for grim death around the South course tends to be the uh, the recipe for success. Uh, both courses feature the KUYU, Grass Rough, which the commentators will be mentioning uh, incessantly throughout. Um, We've also got, of course, Poana Greens, 5,000 square feet average size greens with featuring Poana. Which, you think about it, 5,000 on average square feet greens around a 7,800 yard golf course. They're not big. It's coastal, it's classical, it's old style, it's a beautiful golf course. And the winners' list here, you have to say, um, is just you know, it's just full of the cream of the crop. I mean, since 2010, Bubba Watson, Branch Snedeker twice, Tiger Woods, of course, Torrey Pines, the Torrey Pines master. Uh Jason Day twice, Justin Rose and Mark Leishman last year. Not a bad list of champions, really. And you could go back. I mean, quality rises on these. Guys. I forgot John Rahm, of course. John Rahm won his first ever PGA Tour event here in 2017 at 55 to one. Speaks for itself, I think. The quality rises to the top of a tournament like this, um, and the, and the, and the, you tend to get specialists around here. You also get fields that are pretty much the same year in year out. A lot of players swerve this. Justin Thomas, for one. Uh, this year, we've got Ram McElroy at the top of the uh, betting market. We've got Xander, who, for a local lad that lives in La Holler itself, where this golf course is, has got an awful record here. That might change with no crowds, um, but 12 to 1. We've got T4 Tony, as short as 16 to 1. That is just. Um, I, I can't. Well, I can get my head around it, but I can't certainly get my head around it to back it. But we've also got the likes of English Patrick Reed, Matsuama, Victor Hovland, Wolf. Scheffler, Day, Im, Kepka, Leishman, Siwoo Kim, fresh from his win, Adam Scott, Bubba Watson, Ryan Palmer, Horschel. It's a decent enough field. Louis Oosthausen in there as well. And there's a few lower down that I'm sure that we can discuss. Ricky Fowler's of the world and uh, Gary Woodlands, Francesco Molinares. He's got plenty of talent in there. No Tiger Woods, of course, after his back surgery. What... um, What do you think the key? I mean, looking at the key statistics around here, I'll keep it brief because I know we're really tight on time. It's one of those classical golf courses where different kinds of golfer can win. Um, There's nothing that says you have to pummel greens in regulation because some years the greens in regulation numbers are poor for the winner, but they've just putted and scrambled brilliantly, and then sometimes you just get someone that's you know hit tons and tons of greens and putted pretty ordinarily and won. You know, ball strikers can win here. Branch Snedek can win here multiple times. It's that kind of classical course where the best player that week eventually gets the, the job done.
2: Yeah, I, the, the fact that Snedek has got such a strong record here does kind of show you that there, there are many different ways to to skin this. Um, you know, it. It's it is so long and Schnedeker's not that kind of a player yet. was he got? Two wins, another couple of runner up finishes, is
0: Yeah, there's a second and a third in there as well, yeah, Schnedeker. Yeah, yeah. He's he's an absolute core specialist.
2: But then you've got the likes of Jason Day's one a couple of times as well, and you know, in terms of length of the tee, there's a massive difference there. Um, you know, and, and similarly with uh, with John Rahm as well. Um, I suspect as you get closer to the to the U.S. Open and you know the the extra length they've added is clearly to, to make it even tougher for the U.S. Open. Um, whether that is going to you know negate the chances of some of the shorter hitters, I don't know. But um, yeah, it, 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 there are plenty of different ways to, to go over the line here. I think.
0: Just when I you know I total up um, ten through. 20, uh, 2020 on traditional stats and then strokes gained 16 through 20. So that's Snedeker, Rahm, Day, Rose, Leishman on the strokes gain. It's just all a much, and there's no real steer. You know? you know, we were talking about Kapalua the other week and it was like, oh, well, if you're not in the first two, top T to green, you won't win. I mean, round here, the averages are 25th for stroke, the average positions of the winners the last five years, 25th strokes gained off the T, and people say it's a bomber's course, 16th strokes gained approach. Strokes gained around the green thirtieth. Strokes gained tee to green fourteenth, and strokes gained putting twenty fifth. And that you know that says everything to me. So straight's going putting on the week twenty fifth. So you know, all of a sudden, bad putters are absolutely you know they're 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 the green light this week. If you've got a bad putter on board, it doesn't matter really doesn't matter.
2: No, but then you look at Snedeker and when Snedeker's playing well, you know, it's, it, that's his key strength. He's a fantastic putter or can be a fantastic putter when he's, when he's going. Straight, well, yes,
0: and yeah, very true. And Mark Leishman, guess yeah, what? Leishman, Last yeah. year, Strokes game putty, first. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's all over the place. Absolutely all over the place. I've kind of got to the point where I, the way I look at it and just looking at recent winners here, I think you've got to be a 295, 297 kind of driver of the golf ball minimum to get anywhere close to winning i don't think a webb simpson could win round here. that's why i put frankie molinaria but <laughs> we'll talk about that later when barry shoots me but <laughs> yeah it's just a classical golf, and we see this a lot of times you know I, I genuinely think that if you're playing well and you can get on with those poana greens and not freak yourself out about them and I think that's why you don't get a lot of the Southern State guys that can't don't they come here don't ever come here, the Simpsons of the world, the Kisners. They don't want to play, they just don't get on with the Greens. They can't get their heads around them. What do you think, Baron?
1: I think it's smart for guys who you know just don't have the distance. Why would they attend the tournament unless they're compelled to? Um, I mean, I was asking you guys whether that PGA tour rule was in play where, you know, somebody, I think as a player hadn't visited a tournament particular event in like four years, they had to make a, an appearance. Mm. I think that may have been kind of waived, uh, during the COVID times. Yeah. So I'd guess like with such a massive, uh, choice of tournaments and, uh, I guess, lengths of courses um, available to the guys. Why would you go punish yourself on a course that, you know, your chances of competing at are very, very slim. You yeah. need everything firing perfectly. So, yeah, pick and choose. It's like, wh- why would you go play a grass court event if you were a clay specialist, you know, or so, you know something like that? Yeah. It's just... And makes total Kisner sense. Said,
0: Kisner got quoted the other week didn't he saying, uh, you know, I've got no chance mm-hmm. of ever winning around Beth Page Black. Well, why do you play? Well, cuz 20th place gets me a lot of dollar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so it's like that, isn't it? And but actually there's, so there's a there's, there's a definite link between Beth Page and this golf course and that makes mm-hmm. sense, doesn't it? It's just the yeah. pure length and the and the Poana Greens.
1: That sort of refreshing level of honesty is great to hear instead of the uh, the kind of yeah. canned answers you get so often. Yeah. Um, the corporate answers, yeah, 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 and the you know got you know got on <laughs> to, brand. Everybody goes nuts. Oh my god, he told the truth, you know. So. It's, uh, well, I it's, thought yeah, it's every great.
0: player turning up at the tournament would give it 110%, Steve. The, the model tells me that. Yeah, well, the model doesn't tell you anything about attitude or if they're actually bothered that week, does it? That's the point. Yeah.
1: Steve, your alter ego sounds like it has a frog in its throat. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just get a few lozenges there and a cup of tea, I'll mate. Have a, I'll have a sip of
0: tea. <laughs> I suppose yeah. there's
2: a few people who are coming here just to get a feel of how it's going to play... Um, for the US Open as well and just yeah. getting a bit mm. of a recce for that so
0: it, th- there'll be different objectives here this week I expect that's the point isn't it I, you know this golf course theoretically which and I'm surprised he doesn't play it would be a Bryson DeChambeau golf course but he, he just never comes here and isn't coming here this year even though the US Open's being held here
2: no, no he's off to Saudi next week so I expect he's uh, getting himself ready for that
0: yeah <laughs> He's counting the dollar <laughs> in, 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 coming through on Western Union or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure they use something better than that. But yeah, okay. I just thought it was a DeChambeau kind of course, you know, power off the tee. But yeah, he, does, no. he just doesn't, he's, this never comes into his schedule. No.
1: It's funny because like it's not always bombers that are winning this event. So there's no. something to the golf course that, you know, uh, allows different skill sets to compete and doesn't overtly favour the Bombers, you know. So, you know, there, there might, he might have done his analysis and, and seen that he doesn't have that... Uh, his edge is not quite as uh, big at this event as it, as it would be at, uh, at other courses.
0: Dustin Johnson's
1: another one that isn't playing this week. And you just think Dustin
0: Johnson on Poana mm. and Torrey Pines South is like a, a recipe made in heaven. I think he's only ever got one top five here in like ten appearances or something around those lines. Yeah. Does so it... yeah, it's got it's got strange vibes about it. So in some ways, with players that you'd think would attend and play well here and don't. Yeah. Ricky Fowler's another one seems to struggle here year in year out. I,
1: I think yeah. your I think your game really needs to be firing very very well across the board to uh, to to do well here and. If not, it can just punish you and beat you up. And there's kind of maybe a counter strategy you can think about to going to this, this week for a US Open preview in that you're seeing the course, yes, but it's going to play very differently at the US Open. So you might want to even, you know, if you don't go this week, then you avoid any possible mental hangovers um, in at the time of the US Open. Or, you know, your strategy might be more tailored towards how it plays now versus how it actually is playing uh, later in the year. So, I think I, I mean, I think it's a case of what works, uh, best for each individual and how it'll sit best in their head to either play it or not play it right now, um, in light of the U.S. Open this year.
0: Looking at this from a winning odds perspective, and we like to do that every. Uh, every week on the PGA Tour. the Since 2010, the overall average of winning price here is 55 to 1. If you take the last seven renewals, so since the season split, 61 to 1. And I think that's a really juicy sweet spot. Mark Leishman, when he won here last year, 55 to 1. There's a couple of shorties in there. I mean, Tiger Woods, as you would expect, 15 to 2 last time he won. Jason Dayer 14 to one. Justin Rose a fourteen to one. That's an angle into me, the price. Um, and it kind of repels me from the obvious guys at the top of the leaderboard. It repels me from T four Tony as well. Um, even though he's got such a great course record around here and he's got to win soon. Um, if he wins at 16, 20 to one this week, so be it. I'm not really interested in that kind of price for Tony that's um, clearly not the most or the best converter um, out there. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> uh, that's safe to say, isn't it? Poor Tony. Um, oh, my God. There's like what, he, shot, he shot 68, you know? It's hardly the end of the world, is it? No, it's not. It'll happen. You know, it's just a bad confluence of factors going against him, you know. It's not like he's going out and shooting seventy-three or seventy-four. So it'll happen some week where he doesn't come up against like a sixty-one and a sixty-four. And was it another sixty-four? Like, guys just going lights out.
0: Barry, we keep saying this week in, week out in this pod. It will be on a good at a good tournament. On a big boys golf
1: course with a decent field, it and won't be. Yeah. It won't
0: be the American Shoot Express.
1: Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It probably will, and maybe it'll be a case of he'll post a score, and you know, it's yep. tough finishing three, four holes. Maybe Seven like the eight. bear trap or something like that, and guys just can't catch him. Um, yeah. But it'll. Yeah. Like, it's, I feel so bad for the guy because he's playing phenomenal golf, you know. And uh, as we always say, winning is not. Easy, you know, you're you're, you're fighting with yourself uh, against the golf course, and there's another like sorry, it's the doorbell. Um, there's another like you know, 70 something guys on the weekend also trying to do the same, and you have to beat all them too. um, is that, is that your mum yeah. dropping off your lunch at the doorstep? That's uh, no, no, that's the DHL <laughs> driver bringing in oh. like an envelope of cash from uh, my oh, bets really? on the weekend. Yeah,
0: oh, interesting, <laughs> lovely, I like that. <laughs> Before we, we – let's move on. The other angle I've got here is these are the um, – I mean, I'll take you Mark Leishman. Mark Leishman hadn't won on the PGA Tour 15 months before he won here last year. Uh, Justin Rose, eight months. Jason Day, 20 months he went through that a uh, 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 no-win scenario in the States for 20 months before he won here in 2018. And, you know, th- every winner here – John Ryan was a first-time winner – Branch Snedeker had won, I think, Pebble Beach in 2015, won this in 2016. Jason Day, uh, he, he was uh, 11 months since his last win when he won the first one of these in 2015. It just goes on and on. Players that are fairly chunky six to at minimum eight months where they hadn't won prior to this. And that just put me off the likes of a Harris English that won a few weeks ago. It put me off Victor Hovland who won The Other Side of Christmas it, that doesn't seem to be the pattern it seems to be someone that hasn't won for a fairly chunky period of time that actually gets over the line here but at the end of the day they they seem to be quality players so um i'm starting my roster this week with a a guy that i think showed enough last year at the majors to show us that he's a you know he he thrives on the big boy golf courses he's californian He's 21 years of age and he's already the world number 15. I just think Matthew Wolf could go extremely well here this week. He just showed signs at the Amex, which I think was purely a warm-up for him, especially rounds three and four, that the driving was starting to straighten up a little bit. Um, he was starting to grow uh, gain t- uh, strokes off the tee and on approach. And I just think that, Wolf, you know, you could see him. He, he won his first PGA Tour title um, about 18 months ago, I think it was. Um, hasn't won since, and of course, he's come very close. US Open, very close at the Shriners. Uh, he plays well out west, that's obvious. And he gets on with Poana Green. You can just see that from his amateur days, where he won at Pebble Beach. He also won at Olympia Fields, where they played the BMW Championship before um, in the fall last year, or in the FedEx Cup playoffs. He gets on well with Poana and that makes sense he's from California he's from the Los Angeles area. I just think Wolf all of a sudden on a US Open kind of track could pop up at 33 to 1. So I'm on him 2 points each way at 33s with William Hill eight places each way or was it Betfair it was one or other. It was one they're both eight places each way. But I'm 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 sweet on Wolf this week. I think he could go extremely well. The other one that I've got real confidence in and was the first bet of the week even the middle of last week was Adam Scott uh, two-time winner at Riviera Country Club on, their, on the Parana Greens down there in Los Angeles I remember Paul as clear as it was yesterday you putting him up here two years ago at 100 to 1 and him finishing second and the only guy that even got remotely close to Justin Rose
2: yeah, yeah. And it's often often once he's had that spin for the for the for the season, then he, you know, kind of gets that rust off, doesn't he? And then uh, then uh, can, can can start to perform. He often does this kind of time of year as well, so I can see your logic with it. That's-
0: and he peaks. He, you know, he's had he admitted it in the interview at uh, the Century Tournament of Champions. Another one of these nice interviews like Kevin Kisner did. You know, I only peak for 10, 10 12 tournaments a year. The rest is just kind of entertainment, were yeah. his words. Second for strokes gained off the tee last time out at the Sony Open. He was flushing it off the tee. And if he flushes it well, if he drives the ball well this week, Adam Scott in that list of champions around here, you know, bearing in mind Jason Day and Mark Leishman have won here in the last few years, he just fits the bill. Also, and it's going to be a typical farmer's insurance, 13, 15 degrees Celsius, cold. Again, it's going to be cold conditions. A lot of the players just won't tolerate it or like it. Mm. There could be some weather coming in on Friday, some wind, some rain. Scott's been there, seen it, major winner. I think that price point as well, forty-five to twenty, is right on right on trend this week, I think, Adam Scott.
1: He's due a win. Yeah you know there's just too much good stuff there if he doesn't win it's a uh, bit of a bit of a steal you know from, funny, away he, from said, him. He,
0: he said in that interview i've set a target of 20 pj Tour victories and i need to get motoring were his words kind of i'd need to because he's on 14 at the moment plus oh. the fact you know 11 months ago was that last win at the genesis invitational at riviera country club it it just fits doesn't it it really does fit
1: he might yeah, yeah it's it I like to pick a lot, I do
0: um in that where, where are you guys at um I've got three more to go, but let's let you guys come in where are you at in terms of picks at that kind of juicy mid price area in terms of your
1: uh, thoughts this week i am not too deep or expansive on uh, numbers of players, but it, one just caught my eye last week watching, and you know uh so it's a big surprise for me to to pick this guy, um, as listeners will know. Um, uh, you know, my long history with him, but G- Gary Woodland might be coming back onto the Woodland plan. I think he is. I mean, he, do you know what? In fact, he is. I lie. I backed him straight away yesterday when the prices um rolled out and got him boosted from eighty to one with Paddy Power to 85 to 1. Barry, uh, you're lying.
0: You're absolutely lying. The prices hadn't even rolled out. Basically, Paddy Power had come out. I told you it was eighty it to one, 1 a, and you came um, back and said, I boosted it. I boosted it because we just knew you weren't going to get a better price than that no, in
1: any no. way, shape, or form. That's a crazy price, eighty-five it's to one. Mag- it's magnificent. And the oh, the, the reason is. I actually had him popped, I popped him out in my phone for on Like it was Friday or Saturday, I saw him playing. And then I went and checked his like uh, you know his live strokes gained on Data Golf, which is just yeah. br- a brilliant thing to have. And I saw Gary was positive across all the bands, yeah. and I thought that's interesting. It's now it's one round, but I was like that's a good sign. And just looking back at him from last week, you know, there's he wasn't stunning with the putter or around the green, but that's never been Gary's uh, you know bread and butter. So off the tee and approach solid enough and he's going to a Poanoa course um, it's long Perfect, isn't it it really it really should be good for him and so 80, 80 85 to 1 even 66 to 1 it's still a good shout this week um, I don't know what he's at right now. I um, managed to get him at 70s the price had already gone before
0: I went live on my I tips broke, and he, he, he's it. been backed in now as well yeah, I broke the six, 66 he's 66 is 70 at Betfred
1: yeah yeah I mean so so for me like yeah eight places with that and all those factors uh, uh and the fact that he's uh, one of my golfing gambling heroes uh he he, ha- he has my backing for the week um I'm I, I, do you know I might hold and just kind of see how things go after the the course flip on Thursday Friday and maybe go for a couple of bets and running on the weekend um but kind of where I'm landing is that and as I mentioned I like Tommy Fleetwood in dubai so I've gone for I need I need a, a name for this double, but uh the only one I have at the moment is Double Wood. Uh take from that what you will, but it's the Gary Woodlands Tommy Fleetwood double this week. Uh for the transatlantic uh the do- Janu- the double
2: wood double.
1: Yes. The double wood double, yeah. The transatlantic January um I don't know, fireworks display. <laughs>
0: Seventh for strokes going off the tee last week at PJ West. That is his bread and butter, as you called it. And he's driving with that hip injury. Quite that has been awful, you yeah. know. All of a sudden, you can see he's pain free. He was top twenty-one last week, Peter Green. Yeah,
2: yeah, and he's it been he's been quite vocal about the fact that he's now pain free, which has uh, got yeah. to bode well for for him, hasn't
0: it? Needs to get motoring if he's got any hope of a Ryder Cup spot. Mm. And the, this course here, Pebble Beach, and of course Phoenix next week. Those three events are going to be big events for Woodland. I don't think he comes in here with any pressure or expectation. Um, the U.S. Open's now a thing in the past, and then they say oh, I've got the U.S. Open to defend. That's all gone, mm. so he can just be positive and go and play his golf, can't he? I think it's fantastic. I'm, I'm on, I'm all over him this week, Woodland. Paul. Yeah, I need one for me
2: in that kind of bracket, and that's uh, Talor Gooch, who um, who played some nice stuff at the back end of last year, fifth. At the mm. CJ Cup, fourth in Houston, um, and uh, it, it didn't do anything at the Sony Open, but it was twenty-first last week. And looked quite good. Looked quite good off the tee. looked uh, looked quite sharp on the greens as well. So um, he finished third here, um, not last year, the year before, wasn't it? So uh, yeah, a bit of course form coming into the uh, event, and also um, some some recent form, some form at the back end of last year. So ninety to one. I took on Gooch to play well this week. it would be one of the ones I look at in DraftKings as well. I think this week.
0: He's a pro- he's a ball striker, which suits around here, doesn't it? Yeah yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Top was it top top seven two years ago. That was the year. That oh yeah, yeah.
2: Third, I think he came. Yeah. So, uh,
0: really? Wow.
2: Yes, good. So yeah, when when he's playing well, the you know, total driving, ball striking is his, his game, and uh, I think that's a valid way to navigate your way around to the Torrey Pines. Um, given that there are plenty of valid ways to navigate your way around, but uh, I think I think you can do that and can get the job done that way this week.
0: I added Woodland as I said. I have got two more. Um, Frankie Molinari. I don't think Frankie can win. Um, I do think he can backdoor probably a top eight though, and that's why I put him in. Clearly um, played well at Augusta National. He's got Muirfield Village form. I think half the trouble with Frankie in the PGA Tour has been that clearly living in Ascot or Wentworth or wherever he used to live, he can never spend enough time over here to focus. Now that he's moved to Los Angeles, he's going to spend a lot more time in the America playing the PGA Tour. He's already said that he's not returning to Europe brief before the US Open. Uh and yeah, yeah, he's, he's probably not long enough to win. But I can see Frankie Molinari just trundling along, 70-70. You know, and potentially as 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 people fall off the uh, the horse on the final day, Frankie backdoors a top eight, so he's in there. I got Much improved eight, I got, last
2: week, wasn't he? Much improved.
0: Yeah, he, his numbers last week were I, they were too strong really to ignore. And you actually look at Francesco as well. You could probably say that he, that he wouldn't have won at Bay Hill, which again is another course that instantly people, oh, you've got to be a bomber to win at Bay Hill. La, 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 la. And don't forget he won there two years ago. And he can win in the States. Um, 20th for Tito Green last week. And he was always near the top of that, that leaderboard. He would playing some nice stuff. I just think Frankie, almost like a bit of an insurance thing, hopefully that he can be an each-way anchor in there. The other one, and this this one, Barry's going to shoot me, and, and you are, and all the listeners will do. I've gone for Ryan Palmer. I just, I could not. I said to you a couple of weeks ago, Paul, I, I, I it took all of my gusto a few weeks ago to to actually not go with Ryan Palmer, and I didn't. But this time, I think that Palmer, uh, I just had to put
1: him in. Okay, fine, Steve. I mean, look, look, look. Do you know what? I won't say anything right now, but we reserve the right to abuse the hell out of you next week after he's tanked, <laughs> As, if, that's, he misses, if that sounds do you think, fair Do you think
0: enough. he misses the cut, or do you think he nah. does me the disservice of a but, 79 on
1: Saturday or Sunday? But it's interesting. Both myself and Paul, at kind the of same time, both went first-round leader for Palmer. Not a bad shout, but it's just... I mean, even though he shows these flashes of like huge birdie runs on the weekend or even on Sunday, he seems to have this like self-destruct button that it's like doesn't allow him to have nice things on the weekend, and it's just it's hard to see, like it's hard to watch. But I mean, yeah, if we had all the answers, we wouldn't be doing the podcast. We'd be keeping all this information for ourselves and just making money off it, you know. So let's see what we've happens. Had a, over we've had the a we've had a
0: string of strange winners. That's the only thing I will say. Even Siwoo Kim, uh, we'd probably been sitting here last week, and I'm not going to back him. He always mm. he always bolts his horse on a Sunday, and, and he looked quite assured. So stranger things have
1: happened. So I before, believe you need to disappear. Is that be- true? I do. I do. Before I jump, I have like one final little long shot redemption bet. I, I guess anybody that was watching last week saw poor Max Oma suffer the Sunday blues. Mm. Uh, things just did not go so well. But he he thinks about the game on quite a good level, and you know I, I have a feeling he'll bounce back pretty quickly. You know the game was in good shape until that blip on Sunday. Mm. I think i will be able to turn it around and, uh, and use that as motivation this week to, to make a better battle plan and, you know, mm. learn from the experience on Sunday. Um, coupled with that, he does have a ninth place at this event last year. So, you know, there's good factors running for him, even though Sunday was disappointing. He won at Quail Hollow, Barry. I mean, if yeah. you're on a long classical golf course, it's a perfect comp, isn't it? Yeah. And he's he's widely available at one twenty-five to one with the maximum places, so it's uh uh-huh. that's yeah, good show. That's grabbed my attention. So, anyway, look, I'm sorry to disappear early, no but uh, I'm sure you guys can take the take it home the rest of the way with uh, the picks for the listeners. Yeah.
0: Look Thanks after right. yourself. Yeah. Good. Cheers, Pleasure boys. To you.
1: Cheers, everyone. We'll speak to you soon. Bye bye.
0: I just. I don't know, Paul. I, I was looking at. I was looking at Palmer. I'm just kind of trying to get crumbs of comfort.
2: Is that as the, uh, the post-it note with "Don't back Palmer" falling off your uh, wall?
0: Yeah, I've, I've put. I I've put it in the um, recent. Well, I haven't thrown it away because clearly I can reuse it after next week. But <laughs> fifty-four holes memorial last year. That was the one John Rahm won. He was second and finished second. Oh, okay. TPC Boston, 15th, shot a nice low round, finished backdoor 8th, I get that. Sherwood Country Club at the Zozo, that was the one that Cantlay won a few uh, before uh, Christmas. He was 4th after 54 holes and finished 4th. You think, whoa, okay. And then at Kapalua the other week, he was tied for the lead with Harris English and didn't completely capitulate, finished 4th.
2: No, no, no. He is capable of finishing in those um, each-way positions. And that, that's the play for you this week. And I understand that. Uh, I
0: just thought 60 to 1. Bearing in mind the average winning price here is 55 to 1 or 61 to 1, depending on where you cut your, your numbers. He's actually bang on trend. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Yep. What you, have you got another, you got another yeah, triple I know, I got, price got, in I got, there, haven't you?
2: I've got one more that I've backed. Um, and I've gone back to Martin Laird at 200 yeah. to 1. Yeah, um, back to him a couple of weeks ago, and uh, he actually finished seventeenth at the tournament of champions, which I didn't think was too bad. Seeing as he was coming off the back of a uh, couple of missed cuts. of course he won the Shriners at the back end of last year, didn't he? Um, yeah. in October. And, he know, just plays
0: him. his best stuff out. He plays his best stuff in the west, out west. He always yeah, does. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, that was only five events ago for for Shri- uh, for, for Laird at the Shriners. Um, he doesn't get on with the uh, you know some some of these other tracks, and um, you know, last last week opened with a sixty six. He was third after day one, so there's some good stuff that's going um, on here with Martin Laird. I think seventh here in 2015, eighth here in 2016, and he's banging the mix in both of those events at halfway. So, um, so yeah, I, I'm quite happy with it. I, if, if you i know you've got your trends um for the last um, eight weeks or so that you publish and um, the stats that we put together for the predictor each week um they go back for the last six months and laird in terms of ha- accuracy from off the tee and also greens and regulation to traditional stats is absolutely bang up there he's, he's from his long game has been very good for a prolonged period of time now Mm. So again, if that's one angle, one way that you could um, navigate your way around this track this week, then then Laird's one of the the more likely players to be able to to, to achieve it in that fashion. And I thought two hundred to one with eight places um, was was worth a worth a punt.
0: He's, he he yes, well he's a good driver, a golf ball, isn't he? Yes, yeah. So yeah. He's done well here. He's also done well, very well at next week's event, has he? The TPC Scottsdale um, Waste Management Phoenix yeah, Open. Things, yeah. Yeah. And there's these cross... You can see a lot of cross-links between, you know, desert golf Players that play well in the desert, California, and here at Torrey Pines. Yeah, you, you can see a lot of that cross kind of correlating course form. So, yeah, led. i tell you another one who I know hasn't impressed when he's in contention, but actually... If you take on board that he hits the ball a long way and he's a decent natural putter, I, Wyndham Clark, mm. I think Clark has been showing bits and pieces of late. Um, he drove the ball nicely last week on a golf course that's probably too tight, too t- too tight for him, too much water involved. Yep. Um, Doug Gims, another one. That played really well last week. Yeah, he's greensmanship he, he, was yeah, still.
2: irons was spot on Monday last
0: week. The gim, the gim Reaper, he, he's um he's he's been playing some really nice stuff recently. So um, you do get triple digits coming in at each way spots in this yeah. tournament. Yeah, we shall see. Tom Hoagie, Tom Hoagie was the one last year, one hundred and seventy five to one Hoagie, and he'd finished in the top eight at PGA West the week before. Mm. so it does happen Bubba Watson was 100 to 1 to win this last year finished in the top 8
2: yeah
0: and yeah, like you yeah. said Talor Gooch finished third 250 to 1 in 2019
2: yeah was he that price was he wow yeah been, been trimmed mm. in a bit now but uh, clearly off the back of a couple of top 5s at the back end of last year it's, he's uh, it's showing some decent enough form
0: so I've gone Wolf, Adam Scott I've also gone, at bigger prices, Ryan Palmer, Francesco Molinari and Gary Woodland. Shall we talk about Dubai Desert Classic, Paul?
2: Yeah, very good. Um, yes, yeah. second leg of our three-leg uh, affair in the Middle East. Saudi next week, and that's the big one, really. Mm. Um, DJ's coming over, Bryson, uh, Till Hatton's playing next week, Reed Hovland. Fleetwood Tony Finnell's coming over, and Abraham Anser, Paul Casey, Casey's here this week actually. Uh, Jason Kokrak's playing next week as well. Really, Kevin Narr is playing next week. So uh, there's a, a lot of players decided to, to take the
0: uh, the, Saudi take the appearance
2: money, <laughs> take the appearance <laughs> money because the prize money is not much more. I mean, last week we were playing for what eight million dollars at the um, Abu Dhabi. Championship, the Rolex Series event, and it's down to three and a quarter million this week, and three and a half next week, I, I believe. But clearly, the um, yeah, there's, there's Justin
0: been... Thomas, he gave the Abu Dhabi organisers real value for money last week, didn't he, <laughs> with his missed cut? Well, it's, yeah,
2: it's
0: interesting. I saw some it. guy on Twitter the other day saying last week saying that Justin Thomas um, should have been a some American guy saying that Justin Thomas should have been a short price. Than Rory McElroy last week in Abu Dhabi and someone put, Have you got any idea how good Rory McElroy is around Abu Dhabi? Yeah. It's like, nah, it's not gonna happen. So And you said you said that he's just another one in that long list, isn't he, of players that have come over at short price and not won. Absolutely.
2: And he, he was very popular. And on the on the Wednesday uh, before the event last week, Good Justin job. Thomas was being backed off the boards. Really, Jesus. Uh, Yeah, he was just a sea of blue. And um, yeah, he never got going, did he? Um, and and it's yeah. tough to hit the uh, you know to hit the ground running in these events when you've not seen the track before. I mean, the same. Well, this week we've got Till Hatton as the fifteenth to two favourite, Tommy Fleetwood eleven to one. But we've got Morikawa over, the um, the USPGA champion, 12 to 1 this week, looking mm-hmm. at the track for the first time. And, you know, third favourite for this event. Um, but, you know, you're turning up to a track. And whilst I think you can go to Abu Dhabi and, you know, it, it's more in front of you there, you can probably play. If you're a good desert player, you can probably get your way around it once you've played a round or two. Um, this event, this track's a bit different. It's a bit more. Um, classical is probably the closest you, way to describe it you, you've got to play some different shots you've got to make some shots there's dog legs there's um mm. you know it, it's, it's it's not a, a
0: blasting golf course no
2: no absolutely shot it's shape it's ball a, striking yeah it's, mm. a, it's a it's a different kind of different kind of test but so, i'll get into that in a second but yeah as i said hatton's the favorite 15 to 2 fleet with 11 to 1 and morikawa calling morikawa 12 to 1 Fitzpatrick, 16-1 to this week. There's uh, Waden, who's been backed into 22s. Uh, Paul Casey, Sergio Garcia, Matt Wallace, 25s. Bobby McIntyre, 28-1. I was close on Bobby McIntyre, I must say.
0: Driving the ball nicely, for McIntyre, yeah, yeah, isn't he? Yeah,
2: yeah he's uh, a good player. is He's, um, he's going to win lots. So, uh, yeah, I was very close on him. Uh, Shane Lowry, Andy Sullivan, thirty three to one this week, forty to one bar. So, even though it's the kind of the, the most inferior of the three events in terms of uh, stature, this this early Middle East swing, and it's still a cracking field, I must say, and uh, certainly a notch or two above what we've seen here over some years in the recent past, which is um, very encouraging. Uh, Emirates Golf Club, we're playing the match this course, which has uh, been played here. We opened in 1998. It's been played ever ever since on this track, this particular event. It's now a 7,353-yard par 72. It's been tweaked and extended little bits over the years, but uh, still not massively uh, long compared to some of the other uh, events out in the deserts. Uh, Bermuda fairways, Bermuda rough, bit of rye in there. Uh, Bermuda tiff eagle greens as well. Uh, can play quite firm, can play quite fast the greens. Uh, essentially, it's a desert track, as we know. But as I said a second ago, it is more classical in its routing. Um, plenty of dog legs requires a bit of strategy, I think, to get your way around this. And um, It's interesting to listen to a lot of the comments from interviews over the years where players have said that you need to have some practical experience of this track to really get to grips with with how to play it and how to play it well at least. The Back nine is far more scorable three of the par fives in the back nine all mid length par fives and scorable there's a short par four there as well so you often find a player really get their score going on the back nine and uh, you know if they're playing it back to front then kind of hang on for for the front line, um, and uh, vice versa, if you've got a player who's level par through the first nine, they can then quite comfortably go and shoot four or five under in the back nine and really really put a decent round together, so uh, interesting for trading if you're that way inclined um, in, in terms of whether players are starting on the, on the front nine or, or the back nine this week. Rough last year was particularly thick, and um, I think this is probably a reaction to some of the winning scores that we have had here over the years which I'll go through in a second but thick rough last year stronger winds on the Thursday and the Sunday in particular made it a tougher test we're not going to get that this year really it looks like we're going to have 10-15 mile an hour winds maximum this week should be a bit scorable Um, the rough still looks quite challenging though Um, take a look at Richie Ramsey's video on Twitter if you want to get a view as to how they've set the rough up and um, clearly it's graduated um, and if you're in the thickest uh, cut of rough this week and um, it does look like it's going to be quite tricky to, to get yourself onto the green unless you're playing with something very wedge-like um, Long, longer longer irons you're going to struggle to, to find the greens if you're particularly wayward from off the tee I would suggest but um, yeah we'll see how that pans out That you know, it, it, I think you always got to take these videos with a pinch of salt but, uh, but certainly last year we saw the, the impact of that and certainly it did drag down the winning score Uh, Going back historically, then, 2010, Miguel Angel Jimenez won here at 66 to 1. He was 11 under for his uh, total. Alvaro Quiros the year after, 11 under again, 16 to 1. He was playing some cracking stuff back in the day, Alvaro Quiros. 2012, Rafa Cabrera Bello, 18 to 1. He was 125 to 1. Then we had a couple of wins from Stevie Gallagher, 22 under and 16 under um seventy to one and forty five to one respectively twenty fifteen was rory McIlroy's second win here twenty two under he won at seven to two Willett won in twenty sixteen at nineteen under forty to one that was the year that he won this and then went and won the um uh, the masters the, the the april afterwards or a couple of months afterwards garcia in uh twenty seventeen won on the same score at twenty to one so uh, nineteen under then we had a couple of really low scoring events. Tong Lee in 2018 won at 23 under, 110 to 1. Bryson DeChambeau, 24 under. He was 10 to 1 in 2019. Then we had Lucas Herbert last year, 200 to 1 shot, won at 9 under. So we got 23 under, 24 under, and then right down to 9 under as a winning total last year as a result of this thicker rough and also the fact it was really quite breezy on the... On the Thursday and the Sunday in particular, so um, they've clearly tried to toughen it up. They've clearly tried to make it a bit more of a test and not just a just a complete birdie barrage as it has mm. been over over some of the years leading in. Um, as to how it exactly plays this year, we'll see. I mean, I'm going on what we is visible, um, going on the fact that it does look like the rough is still up, but the. Uh, the, the, the wind speed is going to be down a bit, so I would hazard a guess it's probably going to be mid to high teens under, as opposed to the twenties, and as opposed to single figures. So I think it, I think it's going to be somewhere in the middle of what we've seen over the last last few years. Some trends to go through: last eleven winners here at each recorded a top ten finish in one of their last nine starts. So a little bit of current form is good. Uh, current, uh, course form looks important too. I mean, if you take um, Hao Tong Li out of the equation. Um, and Rory when he won his first event here in 2009, all of the other winners um, around that period had got at least one top 20 finish here over their previous experience. So a top 20 finish is good. Um, A top uh, 10 finish in their previous nine starts is good. And you can start to trim the field down if you um, want to get as brutal as chopping out everyone else who hasn't achieved either of those two aspects um, over the last uh, or recent past. Um, the other point to, to, to note is that if you go back and look at these winners, most of them had an impressive greens in regulation performance here before their win as well. Again, Houtong Lee is the exception, but pretty much everyone else has had um, you know, kind of a top 10, top 15 greens in regulation performance at the very least. And quite a few of the winners have actually led greens in regulation here in the past prior to winning. Uh, Lucas Herbert last year, um, he'd um, got a decent greens of regulation performance the year before on debut where he finished seventh so even though it was a 200 to one shot last year you could have looked just at his performance at the previous uh, year seventh place um, a little bit of uh, kind of under the radar form coming in and uh, I know plenty of people did pick him up at 200 to one last year um, and uh, you know, a cracking pick if you manage to get there so these, these um, longer prices are gettable I think if you can kind of pick the right angle of them um, other things to know, you do see quite a, a lot of good links players win here. Particularly when it's windy, you kind of get some of the, the Lynx players who tend to, to come to the fore here. Um, less win this year though, so um, although the rough looks challenging, I suspect it's going to be a bit more of a, a G.I.R. grind. Um, I think you need to putt well. And as we've said, I think um, previous positive experience of the course has got to be something to, to factor in to this week's, um, this week's equation. Looking at the top of the market, Till Hatton fifteen to two. I mean, he's gone back to back before he played particularly well last week, didn't he? Um, it's with him and Fleetwood. I know. I know Barry's keen on Fleetwood, and I can see the logic again. And he could well bounce back. For me, perhaps the the real focus, you know, in terms of points, in terms of prize money, in terms of how it's going to elevate um, a player's season. Last week's Rolex series event in Abu Dhabi was probably more of a target for these t- top guys than uh, than the Dubai Desert Classic. Doesn't mean they don't focus on it, doesn't mean they don't win it, but I suspect in terms of um, trying to peak then last week would have been more of a focus. Morikawa, 10th um, at the earth course before Christmas was interesting, 7th um, at Kapalua, 7th at the Sony Open as well, pounding green. So, you know, logically there's a lot to like about um, Morikawa's chances, again, he's come into this track and he's seeing it for the first time and I don't know, it just feels like a bit of a stretch to me um, for him to just hit the ground running and win um, at the first time of asking. So yeah, I've I've, I've swerved each of those three and I've kicked off my team this week with uh, Christian Bosweinut, who's um, probably the most informed player on the European Tour over the last two months. Even though you've got the likes of Hatton who's clearly playing some cracking stuff, um, a couple of wins at the back end of last year from the South African really caught the eye. I mean, after his breakthrough win at Valderrama back in uh, 2019, so it was only a year or so ago, it was easy. I mean, I, I, I kind of looked at him and thought, well, that singles him out as a tough course specialist. Um, but we've seen since then, he, he won the Dimension Data Pro Am out on the South African uh, Sunshine Tour at 25 under. The South African open before Christmas, 18 under Altitude. Um, he won at Leopard Creek on Bermuda Greens that have been relayed there at 14 under. So you've got this kind of strong mix of different winning totals, right ranging from 10 under all the way up to 25 under. Um, and he's won at altitude, he's won Bermuda, he's won in South Africa, he's won on a tough track. There seems to be a you know a, some good versatility with his game there. And you know, I I think you've mentioned it before, Steve. Perhaps he's kind of the next Real big thing to come out of South Africa in terms of competing and contending at major championships.
0: Well, I was thinking this the other day, yesterday actually. It's like, well, we always used to have clearly Ernie Els and then Louis and uh, Retief, then we moved to the phase of Brandon Grace, Charles Svarts, and Louis Oosthausen. Yeah. You've now got Bizayden, who that's taking. You know, I would assume that he's probably now the, of the South Africans the leading the way in terms of the um, official world golf rankings right now. Yeah, I, I,
2: logically, I would, Maybe Lou.
0: I would have thought. I'll just check. But I'd have thought if either Lou is one and he's two, or he's you know, he he might have just popped up above him. But yeah, yeah. But like, I'll it, check it out.
2: He's certainly been flying up the rankings. And
0: Louie at twenty four. And who Beza- at 35. Yeah, so go. second highest ranked South African golfer right now.
2: There's not much in it at all, is there? I mean, no. And Yeah, he does seem like a, a, a very versatile sort. I mean, again, going back to when he was winning at Valderrama, it was his short game. He, he, you know, his he, chipping and putting in particular that week it was incredible to win mm. to the, the tournament there. Yet, at the back end of last year, we've seen a different side to him. and um, We've seen some outstanding ball striking, some really strong... Greens and regulation stats and really strong um, accuracy stats. I mean, last week, third for strokes gained approach, fourth for strokes gained tee to green at uh, Abu Dhabi. Uh, you you tie that in with the fact that he came here last year, he finished second, he was in a, a runner up, he was in the playoff, he lost to, to Lucas Herbert in the playoff here last year. Um, he was first for strokes gained around the green here last year, fifth for strokes gained putty. Now, you, you marry that all together with how he played last week from tee to green. Um, he, he wins this at Kansas, You know, no one's going to get close to him if he can put all of those together. And I know it's never quite as straightforward as that. Um, but, um, you know, I, I could see absolutely no reason to oppose him. And I know the price is starting to get a bit skinny. Um, he was 25 to 1 when on I backed him yesterday. He's been nibbled into 22s now. But I think that's a very good reflection on his chances of winning this golf tournament. So, mm. so yeah. Yeah. Happy it's to stick him nice up though. top. Happy to yeah. stick him up top. Um, I've gone with a couple of previous winners. In fact, I altogether I've gone with three. But I've gone with a couple of previous winners to start with. Um, and I think if you look back historically, you've got the likes of Ernie Ells you mentioned a sec ago, second ago. Uh, Tiger Woods has won here twice. Um, Stevie Gallagher's has won twice. Rory's won twice. There's been quite a few multiple winners here. Um, and uh, I, again, going back to some of the statements and some of the interviews from the players who've played well here over the years, and they've talked about how... You need experience of this track. You need to understand the, the routing. you need to understand um, where and how to, where, where you can get away with hitting the golf ball. And um, those who've got a positive record here, I think uh, have got to be favoured. So Sergio winning here in 2017 gets him the nod for me at 25 to one. He was third behind uh, Bryson in 2019. And if you look at the back end of last year, um, he won the Sanderson Farms Championship out on the P- a PGA Tour before Christmas. Um, that popped him back into the world's top fifty. Um, that's his eleventh PGA Tour win, by the way. I mean, he's, he's, he's pretty prolific for a player who's a little bit further down the uh, the betting this week. Um And you know, at the age of forty-one, that getting back into the world's top fifty is absolutely critical if he's going to be playing the right tournaments to be able to, to get himself potentially into his tenth Ryder Cup. So. Now, for a lot of these players, the focus over the next nine months is absolutely that. So, um, popping himself back into the world's top fifty as a result of that win um, gets him access to to the to the tournaments that he needs to be playing this year to to work, to, to get himself onto the team. And uh, the rest of it's just about how he plays, and he has been percolating in terms of his stats um, as we talked about on a pod a week or so ago. Okay? Uh, yeah. Lemp Kapalua. Second for strokes gained off the tee. Fourth for strokes gained tee to green. So his strong game looked really strong there at Capola. And I think that's the strongest indication we can have coming into this. Um, three times he's led here in terms of greens and regulation. So again, if you're looking at that stat that says players who've um, done well in terms of their iron performance around this track in the past going well again, then um, then yeah, Sergio's, uh, Sergio's a player I'm quite keen on this week. Um, three more another one of these uh, previous winners as I said a second ago Danny Willett I've also backed Um, he won in 2016 that was kind of the warm-up the precursor to his Augusta win that year since that point he's been fairly inconsistent but you know there's some decent wins in there he won the BMW PGA Championship a Rolex Series event Um, he won the DP World Tour Championship another Rolex Series event but generally inconsistent and uh, he's currently outside the world's top 50 68th in the world at the moment he's got entries to the uh, Masters has got entries to the Open Championship but no WGC entries at the moment and again in Ryder Cup year a player like Danny Willett needs to be playing absolutely everything um, that he possibly can at the top end of golf to, to give yeah. himself a chance of getting into the Ryder Cup so you can see why he's focused you can see why he's playing these early season events 16th last week in Abu Dhabi Um, In fact, that was the best finish for Danny there in 12 years. Driver looked a little bit off. He'd been playing with a new driver. Driver looked a bit off for the first three rounds, but he seemed to find a bit of form with it on the final round. He was six under through his first 10 holes on the final round um, and then kind of throttled down for the rest of the tournament. There was no way he was going to win. He just kind of... uh, just meandered to the end of the golf tournament and um and, and and job done but i think there's a little bit of underlying form there from danny and again as a previous winner he clearly knows how to get around this track
0: he so pe- danny, he peaks for the big events doesn't he Yeah, and he does, this yeah. is this this is a great title
2: yeah yeah big enough yeah. big enough for him to be focused on I, again danny is another one of these if you fish through his um interviews in the past then there's another one who t- kind of talks about how um feeling comfortable at this track in particular is important and actually feeling generally um, comfortable on a track full stop is important for Willett and he goes back to places where he's had some positive experience or positive vibes in the past and uh, he seems to seems to get on far better so uh, I think that's an important factor for Willett again this week so so yeah I got him at 60 yesterday again he's been nibbled in a little bit to 55s but uh, anything in that kind of 50 to 1 bracket for a player of Danny Willett's ability on this track's got to be uh, got to be worth a, a nibble I think uh two longest players or longer prize players to finish David Lipsky who i got earmarked for this um before he started playing well last week and it's always the way isn't it you, you look at a player thinking I want to get myself a cracking price on someone like Lipsky and then he uh, you know he's right in the mix from um, kind of Friday afternoon onwards last week at Abu Dhabi which um which has nibbled his price down a bit. 90 to one is still available right now. But uh, fifth, he finished last week at uh, Abu Dhabi. And of course, it's probably a little bit too long for him. Um, he was third for putting last week on those Bermuda Greens. And I think this track, um, the Emirates, is going to suit him far better. Back in the last year, he was playing over on the Corn Ferry Tour. He won in TPC San Antonio. i uh, in po- I'm sorry, second in Portland. He was sixth at the Corn Ferry Tour Championship. And for a player who doesn't tend to hit as many greens as some of the others, he uh, on that Corn Ferry Tour Championship, eighty four point seven percent of greens regulation he hit, and that was his best GIR performance for three years on any tour. So something's going nicely, something's working nicely with his irons, and clearly putted well last week as well. So. Um, that's all positive. Twice a winner on the European Tour, once at Crancilsier, once at Leopard Creek on the newly laid Bermuda Greens there. Um, sixth here in 2018, 11th last year, when um, the rough was clearly much thicker, and uh, he's coming into this week in far, far better nick than he was last year. So quite uh, quite keen on his uh, chances here this week, David Lipsky at 90-1. Yeah,
0: and finally... He chumped out at me, big star. I yeah. back Lipsky. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. just going through the stats first thing Monday morning, and he was playing outstanding golf.
2: Yeah, mm. there's 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 lots to like about him, and you know, yeah. in a way, in, in a way, it's good to see that he played well last week because it gives you some some confidence that he can keep uh, that kind of level of performance going. But equally, you'd prefer him to finish fifteenth or twentieth and that kind of number, and uh, maybe squeeze a one twenty five out of the uh, the bookies, but uh, yeah. alas, not to be. Um, finally, I've gone with Stephen Gallagher, who's twice a winner here, 150 to 1. Um, and uh, you know, he'd kind of gone off the ball after those two wins largely, but popped back to form last year. He's got his son Jack on the bag, and he won in India um, in 2019 um, of absolutely no form. He came in off four straight missed cuts, and not much before that either. So clearly he's still capable of getting over the line when everything aligns fitter and stronger now, um, he's been working very hard on his fitness and uh, in the gym, trying to get some additional uh, ball speed as well, and it all seems to be starting to come together, it, 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 there seems to be some progressive form coming out of him, uh, 30th at the Golf and Dubai Championship before Christmas, 16, 16th last week in Abu Dhabi, um, and both times his uh, short game's been looking particularly strong, which which is good for him, I mean generally when Stephen Gallagher's playing some of his best golf it's um, a greens in regulation it's a, a gir machine so to see some good numbers coming out of him around the greens is also um, encouraging and his form here his, his record here aside from those two wins he was fourth and debut back in the year 2000 four more top tens since or, or flanking round those uh, two wins here in 2013 2014 this is undoubtedly his most prolific track Um, in the world in terms of his performances so to come back in with a little bit of progressive form 150 to 1 and 8 places available out there I'm quite happy to take that so so that's where I've finished my team so just going backwards through them Stephen Gallagher 150s David Lipsky 90s Danny Willett now 55 to 1 Sergio Garcia 25s and uh, Christian Buzwen now down into 22 to 1 for me, for the week. Any fancies in uh, Dubai, Steve? Fancy I um, like Lipsky.
0: Yeah, Lipsky. I backed him straight away. Um, I just thought his numbers. And is he the sort that can stay hot over consecutive outings? Yeah, potentially.
2: Pass? Yeah, he's he, there's some good, some um, you know, consistent play at the back end of last year over on the Corn Ferry Tour. And uh, clearly, his, his aspirations are more to to play the European or to, to play the PGA Tour, given his. Uh, given what he was doing out there at the back end of last year. But yeah, yeah as I say, he won and then he was second a few weeks later um, and uh, yeah, sixth at the season-ending event as well. So, uh, so yes, yeah, some, some good, consistent and regular form coming in, which is uh, nice to see.
0: I wouldn't be surprised if Andre arnoux because I was on him last week, he didn't play badly. No. Um, he was, was it third here last year, fourth?
2: Yeah, he's got some good form here. He's... Um, yeah, playing some tidy
0: stuff 60, well, Yeah, 29th on, out, on debut, third here last year, 69.88 on his uh, average score. So he's in the top, uh, he'd be in the top 10 across this field. Hell's yeah. at the top, L's still at the top, <laughs> 68.83, 13 yeah, events. Yeah. First, second, third, first, second, second, third. That's he, just crazy. Absolutely,
2: yeah, he used to tear this place up.
0: Absolutely. Lucas Herbert at two, Hatton three, Casey at four. And then you've got the likes of Bermes, Stens, and Garcia. Yeah, and Arnus sits there pretty much aside uh, Tong Lee. So I thought Arnus was one. But the, you said it You said it earlier. If you want a guy that's absolutely crushing it off the tee at the moment, it's Robert McIntyre. So I think I'd take McIntyre and, and Arnus personally. Yeah. And I've got Lipsky at that deeper price.
2: Yeah, it was very close for me. Um, Bobby McIntyre, was, uh, he, yeah, there were a few I had to lop off the list, having already back five. But but yeah, he was very very close. So I, I couldn't find a, a reasonable reason to put anyone off him. So if you fancy a bit of uh, Bobby McIntyre this week, then best of luck.
0: I do think of the names though, Sergio. You know, a, a, I'm not saying Stenson for this, but these guys have got to start finding decent results. And Absolutely. as we know, we've got Sergio. He's not exactly best mates with Padre Carrington. <laughs> um, and it, you wouldn't want to be sitting there wanting a captain's pick, put it that way, would you? Um, if Sergio can force his way into those top nine spots by hook or by crook and get himself in the Ryder Cup team, this is the kind of event. That, and he played very well at Capilura, but the Greens there are so quirky, aren't they? So, so quirky. And we said that Sony Open, that's again is a put. Ultimately, a putter wins that, and that's not. Yep. So, but around here, no, this is Sergio's grind. So Absolutely, I think of yeah. the names, I'd take Sergio. Yep. Yeah, yeah,
2: no, the, the, the grins are a bit flatter here, and uh, yeah, yep. it's, uh, certainly it can uh, can appeal to the the less adept putters on the tour. So um,
0: there's yeah. something percolating with Sergio Garcia yeah. right huh? yeah, yeah. now. Well, thank you for your time, Paul. Uh, clearly, thank you to Barry who was on earlier. And uh, thank you to the listeners. Um, the podcast, just we're doing record numbers. It's growing week in, week out, year on, year out in terms of the numbers. Uh, if you listen on YouTube, could you please like the edition? We had uh, a decent amount of YouTube listeners last week with the uh, podcast. Uh, which helps, of course, across Apple and Spotify and the YouTube. It's available across all the channels that uh, you'd want to listen to the podcast on. Thanks for your time, Paul. I hope things go well for you. Yeah, best of luck. And uh, best of luck to the listeners. We will be back again next week for Saudi Arabia on the European Tour and the Waste Management Phoenix Open on the PGA Tour. Goodbye.